I would like to start off by acknowledging all tangata whenua of Tāmaki Makoto where I am recording. I pay my respect to tūpuna past and present here and across the motu. Ngā mihi nui ki koutou. Kia ora everyone and welcome to Ribbon Tide Dreams, a queer as fuck podcast with myself, Miss Gina. In today's episode, I am joined by Zach Delate. Yes, the two of us finally sit down and have a one-on-one candid conversation. The topics range from dissecting who Zach Delate is, influences, followers, likes. It's show you how's birthday, so let's celebrate that, queers. We talk about friendship, struggle in high school, and of course, the controversy in Auckland Pride and their decision not to allow police to march in uniform. Well, let's raise a glass to this um, meeting between two queers. Queer icons. Queer icons back in 2012. Yeah, <laughs> No one knows. Who are we? No one knows what we did. Cricket noise? Just Girl, um, well, hi, Zach. How are you? <laughs> Good. Stop impersonating the person you're trying to be. Um, <laughs> so this is a this is a long time coming. Uh, I think people that have known us for a very long time um, probably never would have seen this day coming. I actually Mm-mm. probably didn't. My mum's going to be gagged. Same. <laughs> My mum's going to be like, "Why are you?" <laughs> um, so we actually worked together uh, end of last year. Mm-hmm. With um, that was the first time we actually sort of sat down one on one and we're like. Profesh, and we um, did the review, uh, the review videos for House of Drag. Yep. And now here we are sitting down, um, doing a podcast. Was it really a year ago? Sorry, I'm just thinking. Um, October last yeah, year is when been... House of Drag came out. So wow. We, um, and that was um, that was a big thing for me to reach out for you. Um, to work on something together. You were like the perfect choice in my mind. I was like, I really want to do this. Um, it felt right. Yeah. I think cool. time heals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if he if knew if the baby gays who are listening don't know. Um, so me and Zach have known each other for uh, ever. Yeah. Um, uh, 2010, 10? 11 maybe mm. through like Twitter, being like Gaga fans. Giapo. What hang out at Giapo? Um, we became very close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bit of a falling out. We did. Yeah. Um, it was the gay. The gay thing was shook. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was very like. I mean, it got nasty. We'll get into that later. We'll cover yeah. that later. Um, but I think it's really good for us to finally be like, you know, let's chill, let's yeah. talk. And um, yeah, thanks for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. Yay! I've, I've been listening to the others and I was like, bitch, I need to get in on this. Yeah, you're just like, you wanted some time. To Can we swear on this? Yeah, girl. Okay, cool. This is the queerest <laughs> fuck podcast. Good. <laughs> um, so I want to start from the beginning. Um, How long you got? Sorry? How long you got? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, so Zachary, that's me. Morgan Davies, that's still me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you changed your name legally? Uh, the double K, yes. Yeah, not the rest. Rest. Oh, interesting. Um, so you, how old were you when you came out? Um, well, I guess I was being told I was a fag before <laughs> I knew what anything of that meant. Yeah. Well, actually, I was being called Fafa. I remember that at high school. All the Ooh. all the girls would call me Fafa, and I just knew that it, it meant I was safe from the rugby boys. So I was like, yes, I'm Fafa, that's me. <laughs> um, and I, as I got older, I was like, oh, hang on, that's not me. Yeah. Um, but no, I came out like officially probably when I was like 
12. I was at wow. intermediate, yeah. But you're quite similar, I'm sure. You were really no, young. No, no, I was in the closet right up until ooh, like 17 and I started to say I was bi. It's like the gateway. Actually, I knew this, sorry. Um, and then came out as gay at 19 and in trans at 26. So, yeah. Um, right, so quite young, you knew you knew you were different. Yeah, and I don't know, I just... It was, it was like a really weird time, I suppose. Like, obviously, I'm not like, I pioneered gay rights. There was obviously so many, like, icons before. There was Elton's and, you know, et cetera. Mm. Um, but there was, like, a really quiet time and there wasn't really anyone yeah. chatting. And there was, it was before Gaga and Katie and all yeah. of this. So, it was just kind of like... During the 2000s was very, like... It was really strange. Time. It was really strange. Mm. And it was just before, like, social media really blew up. Yeah. And I was just... Like, I knew it within myself. I actually knew what, um, like, a transsexual was before I knew anything. Cool. And I knew I felt quite feminine. Mm. And so I jumped to conclusions. I was like, oh, my God, this is me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm going to have to go through all of this, change my life. Um, and then eventually, like, MySpace and Bebo came out. And I remember seeing, like, Grace Jones and mm. David Bowie and, like, learning what androgynous meant. And I was like, oh, this is my tribe. These are my people. I was like, oh, thank Ooh. God. No, I felt so you knew quite early on that you were androgynous. Yeah. Mm. Um, that word wasn't really thrown around. This like, no. Gender fluid was not even, no. like, talked about. Um, but I just knew that I didn't. I just I felt like I was just in the middle of some sort of spectrum, and I didn't really align with necessarily these two uh, binary genders that are forced on us from so young. Mm. And I was like, "Who am I? What am I?" Yeah, yeah. Um, were you bullied in high school? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, high school was rough, man. I'm sure it's still rough now, but it was yeah. rough. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm from the sh- like the shore, so the southern end of the shore. Yeah, <laughs> it must have been hard for you. I'm, uh, yeah, being in like a small town. Yeah. Um, and so you were always like a theatre kid. You did a bit of theatre through high school, right? I did. No surprise. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so going forward, um, what gave you the the idea to create like a persona for yourself, like an alter ego or the name change, obviously? So creating Zectalate. Um, what was the inspiration behind that? Um. I guess I saw people that I know had also had rough pasts, like specifically Jeffrey. And like, it always sounds cliche when I bring him up now, because obviously he's he's doing really well. But like, I've been a fan for like so long, mm, yeah. um, like MySpace, like years and years, like through the music and through the controversies. And I remember like learning that he was Jeffrey Stein. Oh, I can't pronounce it. It was like Steiniger or mm. Jeff, Jeffrey Lynn Steiniger we're going to go with. And then he just didn't like that part about himself. He'd like an abusive, his dad died and his mom was like a drunk and abusive. And he was just like, I'm going to delete that part about myself and yes. start again. Start again. And Pretty I was sure. like, me and my parents were like in a really rough state. We're good now, but like, you know, we weren't talking. I moved out of home at 16 and I was, mm-hmm. I was just in my bubble and I was just like, fuck this. I'm not proud of where I come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown to learn and love that now. But at the time yes. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, re- I'm rewriting my story. Yeah. Um, and I did French at school. Um, and so I kind of like mangled some, like it doesn't properly make sense, but it means the art of Zach, if you put it together. Like yeah. Zach Delate. Because uh, I think I was just sick of people like being like, don't talk like that and don't dress like that and don't walk like that. But when it comes to art, obviously it's kind of subjective. Yeah. So uh, I was like, this is my art. This is my life. You can't tell me no anymore. Mm. And so I was like, name change. Nice. And how did that um like help your confidence creating yeah, so what were the websites around then? So you had, I guess Facebook was on the rise. On the, uh, what, what else were you um, using as a platform? 
Well, Bebo first. Yeah. Like I, I had MySpace, but I, it was kind of like it was fake. It was, 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 yeah. was on the way. Girl, out. that was my gen. <laughs> um, but Bebo was my tried and true. We we're making the things. We we're making the skins. Mm. Was it top fourteen friends? How many was it? Twenty. Yeah, I think it like changed over time. Iconic. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So Facebook was on the rise. Um, I just remember any platform I could find, I like, I wanted that username. I was like, someone's gonna steal it. Like, nobody, nobody <laughs> is stealing that. Lucky, because like, so, like I can't get Miss, <laughs> like at Miss Gina. That's why I have Emacs. It's so annoying. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Mm. It's like, and people that have Miss Gina don't even use your account. So I'm like, girl, I want to like, mm. you know, I've had the money. I'll be like, buy it. I guess I thought I would have made it bigger by now. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately. So yeah, here we are. Um, <laughs> Zach Delade is not Who? a signed artist or anything. The rise and fall. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rise and the fall. The oh, beautiful good. dark world of <laughs> the beautiful Zach world. Um, I am the Shane Dawson of New Zealand. Oh my god. <laughs> Dream. <laughs> Slade. Are we filming? How important was it for you to have a following? So I'm talking about I, I did this too, um, would be on Facebook. Um adding everyone yeah because it's like i want to hit that max five thousand friends yeah. and i want to have the like my online persona to look mm-hmm. like i'm popular i'm mm-hmm. famous does it does that stem from like a high school thing where maybe you weren't as popular and you wanted to to feel accepted i totally reckon i am like after high school you know there's like we're all gonna hang out and like, you never see them again yeah right um you know they got kids and married and stuff i'm gonna <laughs> be like my social presence is gonna be different and i was yeah. i was almost like like rabid about it. I was adding people that never met, yeah. just like accepting strangers requests. I used to do like, I've never bought followers or anything, but I used to do like mass follow and follows to yes. try grow. On like Twitter, of, right? Yeah, just like absolutely. mass follow to get, yeah, to gain your Yeah, following. and so now yeah. my, you know, my, my followers look ridiculous because they're inactive accounts and shit. Totally, but, I'm exactly the same. You know, it was the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was like, I'm going to make a new life, a new persona. And I was like, look at me go, you guys are rotting. <laughs> I'm doing so well. And like, yeah. it, was, it was, but I think it was a time I think so. We like we were around that time where Chris Crocker. Um, like I remember being on social media before it was even called social media. Oh yeah, it was just like the internet. Yeah, HTTP. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and it started to become like a social media thing because businesses mm-hmm. took over. It became more mainstream. There was no ads. There was no no, and there weren't influencers. No, there weren't was... no ma'am. Like it's taken a, like only within the last like two to three years. I think this the, the mm. growth of the. Online influencer, um, and it's interesting to think back. Like I think that we were we were really we were working hard mm. for those followers, for those likes. Yeah, we were doing anything to. I mean, I started a YouTube channel like ten years ago, so I started even then. Like I remember making gay video. Yeah, like I used to have like clickbait titles and all that. You know, <laughs> I was trying really hard to create an online persona, mm. and then it kind of just got tiring. Yeah, and I think I just kind of like gave up a little bit. But it comes. But now yeah. I'm like back at it again. I'm really yeah. trying to make more content and stuff. Um, but it's different. I think before we were kind of like selling ourselves for any sort of like we could get. Yeah. But now, like I actually, at first when I heard you know Instagram was removing likes, for example, I was like, what's this going to mean? Mm. And now I'm like, mm. actually, like who cares? Like I think yeah, we're at a point. I'm, I'm just like, that. who? Yeah. Because once upon a time, like that would have fueled me. I remember. I remember. Um, when you would you would post a status on Facebook, you know, a stolen joke from Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, or like you know, just like whatever kind of status you wanted, it was a funny one, it was something cool. Um, how obsessed you were with like mm. 
waiting there, refreshing. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to get to a, a hundred likes. Yeah, snipe like, line, pull it down. If it's not good enough, you yeah. pulled it down. Absolutely. Um, that was like stems from it. like an insecurity thing, right? I think so. I think just that. Like you want that validation of like, all oh, people like me. Yes, good word. Yeah. I think after, yeah, you know, years of just being told you're not enough, trying to force yourself to be enough upon people, like, like mm. that's, you're going to like yeah. me, I'm fucking, yeah, it was always stolen content. <laughs> mm. Totally. Um, so how do you think it's different, like, today, <laughs> say, an 18-year-old um, just come out, just leave high school into the world, versus in 2012 when you were 18? Mm. Um, have we, has times changed? Is it easier? Is Are it you the same? my age? <laughs> like, oh, girl, yeah, I am. Um, I, obviously, I can't speak for anyone that's 18, and I'm sure they've got, like, plethora of struggles as well but i would probably say that it's um bohemianly like bigger and not bigger just easier i suppose Mm. um excuse me um i did have the luxury actually last year my high school invited me back to speak to them oh my god Um, just randomly i didn't know what it was gonna be about but it was like a panel about the journey from high school to uni and it was was really like mind-numbing stuff yeah but as i was walking through like i saw the rainbow flag in the cafeteria and I heard that there was like an LGBT group there now and like just so many resources available from the school counselor and like stuff that I just so badly wish that I could have had. You had then. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I couldn't help but feel like I was happy for them. Like amazing. Oh, of but course. I just, I was so like, I was like. <sighs> a little bit of like envy. Kind of, yeah. Like, like just almost like, resentment even. Yeah. I was just, just like, kind of like, damn, like, it, like how different would I mm. be now had I been helped then mm. or had I come out earlier yeah. or um, little things like that. Um, but it was such a, like, it was like the stereotypical, like, movie and I was the loser kid. And, I, <laughs> you know, I was getting pushed into lockers. I had my head, like, in the toilet bowl and all of this sort of shit. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't believe that there were, like, there's people now that I knew at the time were gay. Because I was the only out person at school. Right. And, like, now they've come out and they're living their best life. And I'm mm. so happy for them. But at the time, I was like, I know you're queer. I was like, I was like please, just, like, can you just, like, stand in solidarity with mm. me? Like, I'm getting all of this shit. And, like, no one came out and, like... So I used to walk around with the teachers on duty because I didn't really have Aww. like a, yeah, I didn't really have a friend circle, but they yeah. were really good to me. That's and like, they nominated me to be head boy. And then the board of trustees like withdrew it because they said it wasn't a good look for the school. Wow. I and remember like, that, yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to go to the school ball with my partner at the time. Cause they, oh, I remember. Yeah. With, with uh, Mr. Curry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They were told, they were like, uh, both of you go with girls and meet up inside. Oh. And I was like, I'm on the ball committee. So, so I, I, in my head, I made this like ultimatum. I was like, I'm going to put my foot down yes. and they're going to let me come. And then I, they didn't. And so I just didn't go. You were, how old were you then when you, this was happening? Um, when's your last year of high school? Like, because I, I would have been, <clears throat> I would have been 17. Yeah. So you've always been someone who was on a, I guess on a board or like in a position to speak and change things. Um, I've never really thought about that. Yeah. Um, I guess I... I've always liked making a difference. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I was always happy for bad things eventually to happen to me if it meant it didn't happen to someone else. And I think that's what's wow. kind of. No, <laughs> but I think that's what's kind of fueled me through yeah. all of these different execs and boards that I'm on now, I suppose. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's been like, yeah, your struggle has turned into something that is. Mm. Well, like for example, like a few years after I left high school, I got this handwritten letter from this student being like, because of what you did, I could bring my boyfriend to the ball. Oh my God. And I was like, that was, well, I've still got it. That's it was, so amazing. Yeah. It was so, I was just like really rewarding. And I was like, okay. That must feel so good. That was really sweet. Yeah. I was like, thank you. I'm similar. Like I've had 
messages or like I've got handwritten letters in my albums down there mm-hmm. of like people who watch my YouTube videos and they've come out and etc. And it's just so amazing. Like you never think when you're doing it because like when you're doing stuff like that, sometimes it's low key for selfish reasons. You're Absolutely. like, I'm making a video. This is me. <laughs> um, but like you are helping people. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm just like content. Let's mm. talk. Yeah. Let's get one on one. Um. Well. It's kind of an anniversary this week. Oh my god! Um, it is. Thank you. Four years on Hellmines. Thank you. Thank you oh, so much. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So eight years ago. Eight years. You released. Baby, let me show you how. Allegedly. How, how. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Patty boo. Patty boo. Sexy girl. Zach. 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 Yes. We. Okay. <laughs> you, were you seventeen when you wrote that? Like when you I, released that? I was seventeen. Oh my. God. I don't know why my boyfriend was so angry. <laughs> I don't know why either. Um. So you wanted to release um a song. Mm. It was very of the now. Yeah. I remember like um, Chris Crocker was doing it, um, Lucas B, yep. Cash Cash, all of these yep. people. Well, that was like, was like auto-tune, 100%, boom. Bam. Pump it exactly. out. Exactly. Some sort of Fruity Loop. That's what people don't track. get about why I did Disco Erection. Like that was fully like mm. a parody in itself. Yeah. Um, at the time, like these online gay celebs yeah. internet celebs were like but even releasing. shane dawson like oh, everyone had a song. jeffrey's music was like a little bit better. i had so many other songs on um my youtube as well that weren't just petty boy like you know little silly things yeah so right. it was a thing in the time it so you just wanted thing. to release a track yeah and i don't know i guess i was really closely friends with you so you probably had some sort of influence mm. um Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it'd be camp and like i think yeah people hear these sort of music and like we're not aiming for record deals and six no one's like no. this is the song of the year this is the grammy song but it was just it was just fun, and yeah. like I lo- like I have pulled it down, not because I'm embarrassed. Like it definitely marks a period of my life, mm. but it's just not necessarily what I want people to find first See, if they Google me yeah. now. I, I went through that. Like I mean, I've got some shocking stuff up there. Videos um, I've made probably over a, well over a hundred or so videos, and I've only got probably like thirty or forty mm. public. Mm. Um, and even like discorrection, like after like <laughs> you know people made fun of me for that, I had that down for a few years. But I've got it up now because I, I've, like, moved on and I feel I'm, like, quite comfortable with people mm. seeing that. Good. It's, like, an evolution. Um, well, I remember what you went through, like, mentally, like, when we were friends, and you know, we'd, we'd go through the club or whatever and people were like, Patty Boy, and, like, but, like, yeah. in a mocking way. Oh, totally. It, it was rude. It yeah, was awful. Oh, it was. And, like, I remember going to parties and people would, like, be all nice to me and be like, oh, let's put your song on. I was like, oh, my God, yay. But, but then, like, you hear yeah. the snickers in the room and it's just like, yeah. oh, mm, yeah. okay. But then you release something like Taste My Pop and everyone actually yes! wants to play it. Yes! That was for the people. Yeah, which is ignoring Giving that one the line. what they want. <laughs> <laughs> um, what one line? <laughs> Just this one line. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, show you how it happened. Um, mm. Actually, a lot of people, um, I often get asked, because I, for some reason my group at the moment is quite young queer people, which... It's really exciting, but there's always this gag, like, you're, you know, you're trying to stay relevant. I'm like, maybe I am. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, but a lot, of them always like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are like, how did you get your name out there first? Mm. Um, and, yeah, it really was probably around the show you how era. Yeah. Like, good or bad, people loved it and hated it. Um, I'm ex- the same. Yeah, but no. people, it kind of, like, not cemented my plate. That's really cliche. But, like, it, people, I was like, I'm here. You know, we went to Wellington and we opened, oh, yeah. did we close out in the square? What did we do? I don't we're featured somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't get flown down. We flew ourselves down. But <laughs> no, we got. I got. 
Are, are you? Yeah, you've had to pay. Yeah, I think I had to pay. <laughs> the gig. Because you were my, it was like you were my supporting act. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we were doing, yeah. like, um, queer festivals and we were doing little yeah. things. And I was like, this is so fun. It was like we were little pop stars in New Zealand. And literally, like, we both had articles written about us. Absolutely. And, you know, Although, if you Google me now, it's about the damn, like, attack. It's the first thing that comes up above my about? website. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm like, at New Zealand yeah. Herald, remove this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you can try and claim your name on Google. Because mm. I've done that for Miss Gina, trying to, like, then I hit my, like, Google profile and stuff for music. Mm. Um, Do you get just, Google alerts when someone puts you in, like mentions you? Oh, no, I, I'm not that. I 100% still have that. Do you? Do people, someone actually, you mustn't I, get many notifications. I, uh, there's like zero. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got one, I think it was like some randomly like early last week, and it was some Lyric website putting Show You How Live. Oh. And I was like, this is not. It was like, not genius, but like Lyric123 or something. Yeah, and I was like, where did you That's get That's weird. It's like an automated like, like, updating. Maybe it's like taking it from another site or something. Definitely automated. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, I really like working on Show You How with you. Like, so obviously, I produced the beat with you. You did. You had pretty much all the lyrics there. There was just, like, one line that I helped change. Yeah, I, um, I came with, I had the melody, I had the beat. Oh, the tune, sorry. Yeah, And I was yeah, just yeah. like, I don't know how to bring this to bring fruition. Bring it, put it to music. And, and like, I'm saying, it's just, like, kind of, da-da-da, how do I make that yeah. into a sound? And you, you work on it, you tweak it, and come up with stuff. It's actually a valid, like, a really vital, not vital, but it's a great skill that you've taught yourself really yeah like i'm proud of myself and i think that's like something that a lot of people don't know about me is like everything apart from one song <laughs> but everything is like i've spent months yeah. making the beat and i enjoy it um making music um, yeah, people like study and like you've done this yourself yeah it's, I mean, it's quite no. impressive yeah i mean i still don't know how to play a piano but i can play a virtual keyboard on a midi computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like it was a collaboration i was really happy with it was cool how it turned out it was a bop I, I still like the, I've always wanted to re like re release it, but I don't know. You should. Maybe the ten year, <laughs> the ten year yeah, anniversary. Because I I want to do that as well. Like some of my earlier songs, like the auto tune is way up there. I'm in my what? room singing quietly, so I'm not like letting my true vocals out. And I'm such a better singer now than back then. Like mm. I actually can open my lungs, and you know, um, mm. and so I, like for instance when I have performed and am going to perform some of Patty Boy's songs um, in events coming up. Um, I like sing along to the instrumental and I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> I can sing better now. Yeah. And I think that just happens with um, like vocalists. You train your voice over time. Yeah. And I remember um, like we were recording, you were like, do you want to have some sort of like melody at the end? And I was like, I haven't, I'm not sure about that. I haven't got that far. And you're like, no, you're, you, you want to do <laughs> yeah. something? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's do it. So going forward from being on like a board in high school, um, show you how you're becoming quite like a well-known name, mm. I want to say. And not just Auckland, but I think maybe New Zealand. I think I craved it for the wrong reasons at the start, mm. but I think it's come around now. And like, sure, it bit me in the ass recently this year with all the whatever controversy, but yeah, controversy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I always wanted that. Um, I don't know why. Maybe like what we said earlier, just that validation of not having it for years and years and being like, no, proving yourself. Like, mm. I've done this. I've made mm. something of myself. Um, but you know, now me and my family are fine and stuff. Like, I don't really have that fire anymore that made me want to be so outright. You know, I was wearing, yeah. I used to wear like dresses and like all the long nails and I had Na colorful the nails, hair. Blue hair. I was like, look at me. Like, I yeah. really wanted that. 
Yeah. Um, actually, like Zach in Hebrew means God will remember him. And I remember I used to always be like, and damn right you will. <laughs> um, um, but now I'm just like, oh, look, who cares? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But people are like, oh, you've given up. And I'm like, no, I think I've just like, people know who I am. And that's great. Totally. Um, anyone I ever date is always like, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor and, Will. <laughs> and I, I can totally see, like see the change from like, say like 2013, 14 Zach to now. Mm. Uh, and I feel like that, that was one of the reasons why maybe we butted heads a little bit is just like, we both had that same taste for becoming a name or becoming yeah. a persona. And we were both like hungry for it. We're both fire star signs. Yes. <laughs> um, Mama, we clash. And like, I can totally see now like you're so much more chill and like yeah. more like humble. Yeah, well, I, I think like for years people would be like, "You're so unapproachable," and I was like, "Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm above you." And I, I had this like crazed mentality. It was really strange. It was quite mm. toxic actually. Yeah. Um, and then I realized I was like, "Why do I want this?" I was like, mm. "Why do I want people not to feel like they could come say hi?" Or yeah. and I was like, "That's not cute." It's so sad. I think I don't know if that just comes with like growing up, getting older, more mature, mm. like becoming aware of um the thing the toxic things about your own personality like no yeah. one's perfect no um and everyone has um their own restrictions in life i suppose yeah. and so it's like really important once you can um sort of examine yourself from like l- looking outside yourself and looking back and going like how am i just gonna be happy yeah how am i gonna be like okay yeah but also how is this like benefiting other people's lives or like yeah. how am i bringing happiness and joy to like like people like you remember the delates and like we'd walk no, like I, don't, I never heard of <laughs> who, that. Who were there? <laughs> who? You know, there was always like a group of us, always yeah. in black, and people would like like it was only family at the time, but people would like part out of our way mm. to like and I was like I was like, This is it. Mm, and I'm like made it. And I'm like, why why did that yeah. excite me? Why was that a good thing? Yeah. I was like, people weren't happy to see me. They were like or well, you know, there were people I'm sure you've had as well that were like, you know, they're like, Hi, hey, I'd love a selfie with you, let's get a photo. And I'm like or like, let's be friends and hang out. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. What do you? What is this for? Mm, and I was gonna like ask about that as well. Like, um, we've both, I'm sure, had um, friends over the years that have come and gone. We've had some that have stuck by us. Yes. Um, how like how important is it to have have those friends that can accept you for? whoever you might be on the outside, et cetera. Yeah. But then also be like, they, they know the real you. Absolutely. Um, because letting people in is something that I struggle with. I Me always too. have. I've only got a very a small handful of close friends. Um, and those people that, yeah, may want to be your friend because you're Zach Delade. They've seen mm. you online. Oh, my God. Have you, like, have you seen the latest photo? They've got like 300 likes, et cetera. They're so cool. Um, and it's just like how do you judge people that are actually Mm. wanting to be your friend versus like wanting to be your friend because it's you yeah i think i've always um i'm sure you're the same i definitely have walls up around me and i don't it takes a lot for me to let people actually in close like Mm -hmm. no makeup and hair up off my face and la 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 and because people have just used and abused that before and it, it took me a while to be like to try you know i didn't catch the things that now I'd recognize as being like, oh, you're not a true friend. Otherwise, you'd yeah. be here for me. Now I'm, I'm quite good at it now, I think. Good, yeah. But like, at the moment, we're in this process of getting a flatmate. And like, I still have anxiety. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just like bringing all that stuff down. I'm like, do I have to come down to dinner in full? Like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, and no I'm one's expecting that. that from me, I'm sure. Yeah, No, it's, but just, I have it's, an inner, it's your inner saboteur. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why dating's always been difficult for me. I'm like, I don't want people to see 
every relationship that's ever ended, they've always said like, there's Zach Davies and there's Zach Delate and you're two different people. And I'm like, I'm the same. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Interesting. But um, yeah, I think recently I'm the most chill I've been now. I think this year has been so crazy for me. Mm. Not good, but I learned so much about myself. Um, I wouldn't have changed it for the world actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like when, you know, hardships happen and mm. afterwards you people like regret they're like oh i should have done this i should have done mm-hmm. that like it, that's a natural thing to think like that but once you process everything um it's so i think it's so empowering to be like yeah. you know what i fucked up or that was hard but it's made me who i am today as cliche as that is yeah you know and like another cliche is that you know the real people stay and you know um but it just the people well, the real people come back hi they do come back <laughs> hey girl <laughs> But I had the one, the few that were keeping me like really rooted, mm. and like, like over all the years, actually, people, few people that just like remind me, they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm not sure if this is a good idea. Mm. And you need those people, otherwise, you know, I'd go up in La La Land, and I was like, "This is a great idea." Um, and, like some people, are like maybe, maybe just like reel that in. I'm like, yep. "All right, all right, <laughs> I can try." <laughs> <laughs> but those people are vital, and I think everyone needs. They need, um, what is it? A good duty. Is that, um, is that the term? Good, good Judy, yes. Is it Good Judy? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Good Judy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Me, like, failing. <laughs> like, is it gay culture, ju- we don't know. <laughs> is it Good Judy? No, I swear it is. <laughs> <laughs> so going back <laughs> for a second time um, to talk about you being on, like, boards and always, like, wanting to put your foot into helping people and mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think one of the first things I remember you being a part of was Gay Express. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. When it was called Gay Express. Yeah. So were you helping as a designer or were you like part of editor or something as well? Yeah, well, I came on as just, I had a subcontract when someone, the designer couldn't make their issue in time or something silly. Um, and then in the end, I ended up being their full-time designer and then the management kind of changed and I was kind of like in the form of a creative director and I was like, I'm going to change it because... It used to make me sad working there, actually. It was always about, like, you know, drama and kind of degrading people. Yeah, it did become a bit of a drama website it, for a little bit, eh? Yeah, and especially, especially the print, and because it's only monthly, some of it was so outdated, and I was like, I was doing it because it was paying the bills, but it wasn't, like, fulfilling. Right. And so there was this editor at the time who's gone now, but we were like, let's do, like, uplifting stories and, like, hero, like, successes in our community and stuff, la, la. Um, and then, actually, the owner fired me, actually, like, True really? I got absolutely asked to leave. Um, I, they didn't like it. Um, and they wanted it to be, you know, that they wanted people to pick it up because it's so juicy. And I'm like, this isn't what... Just for the clacks. Yeah, no, the queer community doesn't want this. And so I got the boot and the editor got the boot the same day. Oh, maybe a week Holy later or something. Shit. Was that legal? <laughs> I don't know. But it was, you know, silver lining. Wow. And um, this was when it was Gay Express. Yeah, so old management. The new pe- yeah. the new owners are doing great things. So it changed that. to Express Magazine. Mm-hmm. I'm quite I think the URL still Gay Express. I, and I think they also still have, like, on the slogan, You're Gay. Yeah. Something, like, it's like, You're Gay oh, new, mag- you're right. Magazine or something. And I'm just like, mm. I think keeping the, the URLs, I probably don't the think the URLs are a little bit different, for, like, I think. Google and stuff. Keeping yeah. It that, I mean, you I'm can change that, that slogan, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so Express Magazine, and then you, so you did that for a little while. Um, when did you become a part of Rainbow Auckland? Rainbow Auckland, I got, I was already on the board of Auckland Pride. I wasn't actually, Auckland Pride was first, but I was actually just a youth, um, what was the role? I just gave it to someone. 
Um, <laughs> because you're no longer a youth. Oh, not but basically, it was kind of like a youth mentoring Robert. So right. I had no voting rights at the board meetings, but I could come in and see what governance was and la la. la. Mm. And so our constitution says we can only do four years, but I actually did a year of that. So this is my fifth year on the board. Okay. Um, but so I did that for a year, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this. I was like, but I was like, I can't. Like I have all this information, but I'm not allowed to. You know, I can't put my hand up and vote and something. Ah, uh, okay. And so then there was an opening. And I was like, I actually want to be here. Cool. And so I would have been. I would have just turned twenty because I was nineteen. Um, apparently that's still youthful, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I put my hand up, and I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then six months in, Richie James, who's obviously sadly passed yeah. away, um, but he was on the board of Rainbow Auckland as well. And, which was then Gabba, the Gay Auckland Business Association. Yes, okay, yep. And that was well overdue a rebrand because yep. they were ostracizing a huge part of the audience. And so they're like, hey, can you do like the website and the logo? And we're doing this, um, it was the 30-year homosexual law reform. So they did the gala with Helen Clark. And they're like, can you be part of this? And I was like, that sounds cool. cool. And I was like, but I don't have a business. So I'm, I'm, I don't work in a big corporate. And they're like, no, it's for individuals as well. And I was like, this has not been conveyed in your branding. And I was like, I would never know that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I would like to be part of the conversation to change that. Uh, and so yeah, I joined there too. Nice. <laughs> um, and what exactly is Rainbow Auckland? Because I put up a shady like tweet oh, I remember. a few months back, um, which people did get confused that it was the, that I was tweeting about the Rainbow Pride, or what are they called? Rainbow Pride Auckland. They're the new um, and I put up this, because I saw this photo of like um, Rainbow Auckland and it was just like, Group of white gays, and I was <laughs> yeah. just like, "Wow, the representation is lacking here." And um, as someone who's a part of it, like, uh, what is it like there? Is, is it quite diverse? Like, because that photo was obviously just one side of the room. <laughs> it was. It, like, it's hard. Like, there's um, there's also Alba, which is the Auckland Lesbian Business Association, mm-hmm. um, and they do amazing work as well. Um, we've often asked them to join, but I don't think they're very keen. Which oh, okay. you know, they want to keep women safe spaces, which is, oh, totally. which is totally fine, which yeah. is great. Um, but originally the idea was maybe Gabba and Alba would merge and, you know, whatever. They didn't come about. But it's very mixed. Like some days it can be much like uh, older people there. or uh, But recently, actually, in the last year, we've had a new president. And he's done mm. amazing work in diversifying. Um, and we, were, we also had a temporary president when Richie passed away as well. Um, Kuru, he was amazing. Yeah. And just like bringing, you know, like queer people of color and youth and like having people actually do elevator pitches and speak about their business that you don't necessarily hear about. Nice. So it's been cool. Oh, that's but the really first good. few years was very much a white brigade. Yeah. Um, older people necessarily, you know, people, everyone that turned on me really when. Yeah. <laughs> so getting onto that. Um, <laughs> when did you become a part of Auckland Pride? So, yeah, I joined Auckland Pride. This is my fifth year. So what are we now? Fifth year. Nice. So 2000. And <laughs> I did not do math. Yeah, 2009. What? So 2014. 2014. Is it uh, sorry, 2019, so 2014. Yeah. Yes. 14. Yep. Me, I didn't do math. I actually did calculus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so 2014, I joined Auckland Pride. Um, and, you know, the first few years, I didn't really do anything. So I was just kind of, I felt like a sponge, kind of like, I didn't want to speak up out of my place. Mm. I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know how to close Ponsby Road for a parade. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So I was just, you know, learning. Yeah. Um, but recently, I guess I... This is my final term. I have to stand down constitutionally. Um, but obviously our community had this boiling topic. It was kind of... Mm. It was getting to a head. It was kind of like a volcano about to explode. And we had to make a choice. And we did. Yeah. And, you know, people say we caused a fracture of the community. Yeah, yeah you or, split the community in half. And maybe we did. I mean, I think political views are always going to be... Polarizing. There. 
Yeah. You know, you're always going to have a left, you're always going to have a right. In, in any topic, you're mm-hmm. always going to have, you know, women are going to think differently, men are going to think differently, mm-hmm. people of colour are going to think differently, trans people are going to think differently. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's always going to be. Um, and I think it's just people not speaking out or having an opinion just like that. Mm. It's actually like, well, let me just hear the different sides, The in- yeah. know what the information is or the intent behind yeah. things. I mean, your intent, I- I'm assuming, was not to break, like no. split the community in half. Or your intent of- wasn't to go, we hate police officers. Yeah. We don't want them to for, be in the parade. That was not. Because like they were obviously so good to me when you know I had my attack. And I, totally. I'm, I'm, and I got um, labelled this abolitionist that I hate police and la la. I was mm. like, this is not mm. true. And I think people thought it was some knee-jerk decision that one board meeting we were like, you know what we should do just for fun? We should <laughs> ban the police. And I was like, it was, it was, there were so many rumours and mm. things spinned about us. And I was like, this is, like they were never banned. Like, no. And they're still not banned. No. And they're welcome to march with us. Totally. Just be something else. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I am privileged with, let's start off with my skin colour. Mm-hmm. I'm white. Um, I was identifying as male for a very long time, so I also had that privilege. Mm-hmm. So I would never know what it would be like to be of colour, um, you know, walking down the street at night or, you know, a cop car is driving behind me. I don't know what that feels like. Right, neither. But in saying that, ever since I was young, you know, f- 15, I was had my learner's license and I was driving around, like, illegally. <laughs> you know, if I saw a cop car, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, put both hands on the wheel, like, oh, my God, indicate three seconds. You know, like, I would be very, like, oh. And Me not I've, driving, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I've always felt, like, I could be walking down the street and I see an officer walking towards me and something about it just makes me go, um, okay, just uh, stand a bit more straighter, um, yeah. uh, look look normal, uh, you know, uh, you know, like even though I'm not doing anything wrong, yeah. make sure and you don't look like you've stolen. No, you exactly. Like, never do so, um, like if that's how I feel, yeah. and I mean, even now as trans, like I mean, I've already been trans for four, identifying for four years, um, there is that like fear of like, oh, if I, what if I got arrested on K Road for doing nothing, but like mm. just they were like, oh, okay, we're taking you. And they find out I'm trans. Right. What? what how am I going to be treated? Exactly. That's scary. Yeah. So if I think of that as a white person, how do my sisters of color, my trans yeah. people of color, how do they feel? Exactly. When they're walking down the street, they see an officer, they know they're going to instantly be racially profiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is why. It's fucked up. And the statistics are out there. Like yeah. Maori are like seven times more likely to be, I think it's like arrested or questioned yep. by police you know it, the statistics are out there and so like i think that was the intent and that's why i stood behind you guys and was like what well, we had no. like every year we do community hui um yeah. and we tried to quarterly this this year has been not as much but normally it was like quarterly um and we just go what what are we missing what are, you know because we can't that's the thing with the board sometimes if you didn't do that you just go in some direction maybe you're steering off the wrong way mm-hmm. and we we just heard this outpour of people being like like we're already a minority community and the minorities in our community like, please help us. Like, we're not being treated right. And I was like, how can we ignore this? Like, mm. do I prioritize some blue fabric? Mm. Or do I listen to my queer, like, brothers and sisters who mm. are like, please, like, we've never had a platform. We don't have a voice. Please lift us up. And I was like, it was a very easy decision to be like, okay, I will always align, you know, with the underdog, being one myself. Yeah. Faking that I'm not, but being one. <laughs> and I was like, these are my people. Yeah. And me and the fellow board members were like, this is where we're aligning ourselves. There were a few that didn't align with us, and they they resigned instantly, which yeah. I totally respect. People are like, you must hate them now. I'm like, why? No, no, no. Like, Everyone's allowed to have. I have a, so many friends that I don't necessarily agree with politically. Yeah. Um, but 
I How actually, many young Nats are you friends with? Uh, oh, no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I could never. <laughs> no, I probably am. <laughs> You're probably a young Nat. No, I probably am friends with some. Oh, yeah. Some, not many. But like, that police uniform is triggering to some people. Yeah. If it's not triggering to you, if you if you have never felt uncomfortable around them, you see them as good people, you're in a privileged position. Absolutely. Probably because of your sin, probably because you're cisgendered, um, probably because you you're, you're, you come from, say, like a middle-class family or more, where you've never had to consider, well, committing a crime like something like stealing, uh, even though your parents probably commit um, <laughs> G, uh, like tax fraud. Anyway, oh my God. but you know, like... There's just the difference yeah. there, but this is the same thing. It's still committing a crime, but certain people get away with it. Um, <laughs> and then the debate where people's like, oh, like, what about firemen or mm. firewomen? Who else <laughs> are you going to ban Or now? like the ambulance drivers, are you going to ban their uniforms? No, because they're doing something, they're separate. I was like, no you know? is banned. And then they were like, what about corrections? I was you know, like, oh, they're banned. <laughs> like, yeah. Because like, they treat trans oh, people horrifically. Exactly. I was like, you're But there's a huge it. difference between. No, they're not. The role of other emergency services, yeah. they are not going to deny helping someone because of their skin colour or because yeah. of their gender, etc. But mm. police, that's right, they do it, you know. And like, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, um, well, to be to be fair, I actually, when the vote happened, I actually abstained because you know you can vote for or against or abstain. Yep. And it was just, I felt I didn't have enough information to make a valid decision. And people like ripped me apart for that. They were like, "You're, you know, you're like Switzerland. You can't even make a decision. Who do you stand by? Make a decision." And I was like, "You know what? Fuck this." Um, and then it just beca- we actually uncovered so much that I didn't anticipate. Like yeah. it, it, it went so far off the police issue. Like we uncovered all this transphobia and mm-hmm. internalized homophobia and white privilege and you know older queer people thinking we were just like ignoring all of their efforts, which was never the end. No. Like, we were trying to say, like, you guys have been fighting for years mm. and we will never take it away from you. You guys did amazing work. Totally. But, you know, the fight's not over for some of us. Mm. And so we want to stand on your shoulders and continue the fight because maybe for them, you know, they're they're a bit older and they've got money and, like, m- maybe they don't, they don't see homophobia as much anymore. And so, no. so maybe I'm generalizing. Maybe they think it's over and we've all moved on. But for so many of us, well, not me, I'm very privileged as well, but so many of our brothers and sisters, they're struggling still. Yeah. And... And then these people were just turning up. They're like, it's over. Like, what are you fighting the police? They were, they were great and lovely. And, you know, they helped me cross the road. The other day. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but I'm just like, listen to these queer people crying out for help. Exactly. And it just infuriates. People infuri- forget. Once, 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 you're in a privilege, yeah, once you're in a privileged position mm. or you're through your struggle, um, so many people just forget about everything else. Yeah. You know, they moved on. Sad. Yeah. And it was just hard. Like, it was, it was actually like much more like I, I've ne- I've been very privileged I've never struggled with mental health or even though through all the bullying and stuff I've been down but mm. I've never I've never been that low like we had to move our board meetings for safety we were all getting death threats yeah. like I lost my partner at the time because he couldn't handle it which I totally respect and understand now but at the time I was like, I need you I need you so much mm. and like I my housing became like complicated and as everything was just awful and I was like losing friends left, right and center and people that I've known for years would like turn their backs on me when I saw them in the street. And, you know, we lost our parade director and our festival producer and like everyone was just leaving. And I was like, well, maybe we started to be like, maybe we fucked up, but should we just turn up, like change our decision? And then we were all like, we can't just like, no. these people were finally yeah. feeling uplifted and like yeah. supported. Um, it was just a lot this year. It was a lot. Mm. 
Yeah, because I remember like seeing you around that time, and I was just like, never seen you like that. Mm. Um, I just didn't know who to trust anymore. Like yeah. people were still saying hi, but they were like, they didn't have my best intentions at heart. Mm. And I became like the butt of every joke, like, oh, hope the police don't walk by. And like, just all these things. I was just oh, like, let's so just, horrible. I was like, you guys know who I am. Like, mm. we've been friends for years, you know, like, and they just left. Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I kind of felt like it was, it was, it was interesting. Because I've always felt, you know, I built this thing out. It was reasonably, you know, popular, if I can say so. Like, yeah. shoot me down. No, no, you But I felt like overnight I became like this pariah. Like, mm. no one wanted to talk to me. Um, I just found myself like walking up and down Queen, like just by myself, which has just not been the case for years. Mm. And like my followers just like plummeted. Really? Like, it was just everything. I was just like, what have I done? Yeah. And maybe it sounds so like silly, but I just, I didn't know what to do. And yeah. it was weird. Um, and how, how, how did you get through all that? Um, was it, did you have like a close network of people? Did you have some sort of meditation or um, did it just kind of, did you just wait for it to blow over? Um, I definitely had a few that stuck by and was, you know, kind of my, like, my my pillars and my rocks. Uh, and they, I, I don't know where I would have been without them, really. Um, I thought about caving so many times. Mm. Um, Especially with, like, death threats. It was crazy. Did, did you, like, ever find out who they were from? Like, No, it, well, it, not the death threats necessarily, but there were so many comments, like, full names and people that I know and trust. I screenshotted everything because I had this idea of doing, like, you know, some send them my way. No, no. <laughs> I'm I gonna thought... start being legit. Uh, the uh, Shane Dawson of New Zealand. I'm not gonna so. do it. <laughs> we'll I thought about doing some her. sort of like, <laughs> what it's like being really on the board, and I thought it was gonna yeah. be like I thought about doing it as a pride event, and you know, maybe like putting some of the screenshots into like like projecting them on me or like doing something. And but then I your first drag performance. Oh my god, the gag. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't you done drag? Oh, uh, I don't know. I think I've just been scared. Like I'm such a I've got such a high appreciation of drag. Mm. I just don't want to like. Fuck it up. Yeah, good choice. Um, <laughs> why do you do drag? <laughs> why do you do? Nice. I probably will. Like, I think actually on that topic, I I never wanted to do drag while I was being like really feminine and androgynous because I thought it was too obvious. Like, mm. I think people were waiting for me to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of like, maybe I will. Yeah. And also, like, I was worried about my skin. Like, oh like, yeah, it's such a bitch. I was yeah. like, I was like, I've never had good skin, and like yeah. my acne scarring always fucked with me. And I was like. I'll do it one day when I've got like this porcelain. Yeah. And so like, I can't wait for my like massive scars to be gone because it's just like it's, I can contour better. Right. Because when I contour there, it just goes into the scars. And, well, I hate you know, when light hits and you get a shadow. Ooh, but you're looking so good, good, girl. Hi. At Casey Clinic. Yes. Use code word Gina for Use a code. free facial. <laughs> <laughs> I want my lips done. <laughs> um, <laughs> tea. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to part one of this very candid interview with Zach Delarte. I'm super proud of him for opening up and the interview was so long that it does need to be broken up into two parts. We had a feeling and it it does. Um, in part two, uh, we get really deep and personal and open up about our beef uh, falling out, which was quite public and um, I guess damaging to both of us in some ways, but we've come full circle and are really happy with where things are. Uh, the big thing though about part two is Zach opens up um, about the assault that happened uh, in 2012. He was a victim of a homophobic attack and um, it's a very 
good episode. I'm super proud of Zach. I can't say it enough. So uh, look out for part two coming next week. And <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Bye.